Hallelujah. I'm so glad to be in God's presence this morning, and I'm sure you are glad to be in God's presence. My prayer is that as I've come to meet with the Almighty God, none of us will go back the same way we came in Jesus' name. I want to appreciate all our pastors in the house. Praise the Lord. And I saw many of them walking in. I was like, wow, this is a very awesome meeting full of great anointing in the house. Amen. I have so many of them, wonderful friends. Uh, pastors, Father in the Lord. We have uh, a wonderful pastor in the house. In the house. I, I think he, he started pastoring us when I was still a worker. I knew him as far back as 2000, 2001. And um, he's in the house this morning. Though he has decided to just stay somewhere, but there's no way I won't mention him. I would also appreciate a pastor in charge of region, Pastor Akinowu, Pastor Shesan Akinowu. He's hiding somewhere there. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming. And I can see Pastor Gaspar also coming into the house with mommy. Hallelujah. Can we just appreciate them? I know they must have been sitting somewhere. I think, but we want to appreciate God for your life, sir. Wherever you are, you can just wave your hand. All right. That's, that's Pastor Gaspar. He's one of our very, very old daddies. We, when we came in as evangelists, he was the one, they were the one that took us in. Praise the Lord. I could see my friend, Pastor Lauren Femi. I did saw where there is an APICP in youth province, uh, uh, province 8 now. Hallelujah. All the way from Akure. I can see our pastor also, APICP youth province uh, uh, 9. Praise God. He's hiding there too. Praise the Lord. Can we just appreciate the Almighty God for all this wonderful, that is, um, brothers and friends in the house. This morning, the Lord is set to do something new in our lives. And my prayer is that you will not miss out of your own in Jesus' name. This month, we've been looking at possibility. Possibility, and you can make a plural, possibilities. The amount of possibilities. Like I said to the workers, it's not just a month where we experience possibility, but we believe that this month, the Almighty God is going to be inculcating or imbibing in us the mindset of possibility. And I'm trusting God that after now, there is nothing any of us conceive that will not deliver in the name of Jesus. And we're going to take two stories from the book of Luke. The same chapter one the, uh, is the same chapter one, but two different stories. And that's going to be the foundation for our discussion this morning. Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. I'm going to read from verse 11. Verse 11 to 19. 20 rather, and I'm going to read from verse 26 to 38. I'm going to be very fast with that because there are about a good number of verses. Luke chapter 1 from verse 11. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zachariah, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For it shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And it shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall eat turn to the Lord their God. And it shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak unto thee 
and to shoot thee this glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth the virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, What manner of salutation should this be? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth shall also conceive a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, Nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. This morning I'm going to be speaking to us on walking in the realm of possibility. Walking or operating in the realm of possibility. Two different individuals receiving almost the same message of glad tidings. Two different responses or attitude towards the same message and different outcomes altogether. The same angel that went to Mary was the same angel that was sent to Zechariah. And when you look at the initial responses of the two individuals, Zechariah and Mary, you saw, you can see. A similarity. When the message was delivered to Zechariah, his response was, verse 18, Whereby shall I know, shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife was stricken in years. Fantastic response. Mary said the same thing. How shall this thing be? Verse 34, seeing I know not a man. As at the time the message was coming to Zechariah, I think the wife must have entered menopause. And I think he also, by the scripture, was an old man. And the case of Mary was almost the same. She was a virgin. But when the angel was going to talk to the two of them, he said to Zechariah, you are going to be dumb and you are not going to be able to speak until this is fulfilled because you did not believe. And to Mary, 
The response was, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, from the statement of these two people, you suddenly realize that their doubt and unbelief was not in the statement they made. It was confirmed by the state of their mind. Brethren, impossibility and possibility is not a function of what we see or observe. It's a function of how we interpret what we see and observe. It's a function of how we interpret what we see and observe. And the way we interpret what we see and observe also is influenced directly by what we know. How informed we are. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 32, 17 and 27th verse. The prophet was talking about God because he had to speak for God to the city of Jerusalem that was already invaded and the walls of Jerusalem has already been broken down, burnt to ashes. The land was already vanquished. And he had to speak to them on behalf of the Lord that there was going to be restoration. Jeremiah chapter 32, he said to them, this land is going to be built. Lands are going to still be bought. There's going to be restoration. Jeremiah chapter 32 from verse 16. Now when I deliver, okay. So for thus said the Lord, verse 15, of host, the God of Israel, houses and field and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Now when I have delivered the evidence of the purchase unto Barak, the son of Neriah, I prayed unto the Lord saying, Ha, Lord God, behold, Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out am, and there is nothing to have for thee. And when God was going to speak also, in the 27th verse, God said, Behold, the first was the testimony of a prophet. The other was a statement by God himself. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And there's a question mark there. It means whatever is hard, whatever is difficult, whatever looks impossible, is not about God. It's about your definition of the ability and the capacity of God. Doubt and unbelief and also believe resides in the subconsciousness of men. And the reason is because we live in a world and we dwell in a tabernacle that is limited. As we are all seated here this morning, the best you can see are the things within this all. Beyond this all, you, don't, you can't see where your car is parked. But can I shock you? Even though you can't see where your car is parked, you can still see where your car is parked. Even though you are not in your bedroom, you can't see your bedroom, you can still see your bedroom. Now let's do a simple experiment. Do you know your houses? Can you see your house? Do you know your bedroom? Do you know where your bedroom is in the house? Can you see your bedroom? Yes or no? 
Do you know the side where your bed is? Can you see your bed there? Sisters, do you know your kitchen? Can you, do you know the road to your kitchen in the house? Where you kept your pot of soup, can you see it? You can see where you kept your pot of soup. Are you very sure? You can see it. But I can't see it. You can see it. What are you using to see it? Your mind. You are limited by your physical sight, but in your mind you are unlimited. Did you get what I just said? It means the limitation of man is as a result of the tabernacle we dwell in. But the reality of who you are and who I am is that I am not limited. I am a spirit. I live in the body. We are talking about walking in the realm of possibility. Listen to me, sir. For as long as you are living carnally, you will always be limited. Because carnality is a function of the manifestation of the flesh. But when you are walking in the reality of who you are, you are not spiritual. You are a spirit that is meant to manifest spirituality. When God created you, God said in Genesis chapter 1, I think we've shared it with ourselves. From verse 26, come, let us make man in our image and after our own likeness. And the Bible went forward by saying, and let them have dominion. Praise God. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. And over every living thing that moved upon the earth. God created man in his own image and likeness. But when you moved your, to the next chapter, Genesis chapter 2, the seventh verse. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nursery the breath of life and man became a living soul. God created two men for one man. The first man was the real man. The second man was the house for the real man. And in between the first man and the second man is the third man that is just an entity that doesn't respond without, he only responds to the action or respond to either the spirit or the body. The first man made in the image and likeness of God had all the blessings of God to replenish the earth, to subdue, to dominate, to be fruitful, to multiply, were all released upon that man. And eventually he created another man of the dust. Now, when you see a dead man, a dead body, you and I know that you are only seeing the house. The real man that lives inside that body has left. The real man does not die, but the house can die. The life of the body is being imparted to it by the man that lives in it. Look at me. Why I am standing here before you is because there's somebody inside of me that is making me to stand. When that person leaves, I'm going to lie down on the floor. 
Now, the man that is inside of me is the one that's been created in the image and likeness of God. And that is the man that can operate in the realm of possibility. Because that man is a spirit. But the house is just to carry the spirit from one place to the other and is limited by what it can see, what it can hear, and what it can feel. Now, this is it. The more or who you feed the more, between the two, the time is the stronger. Now, when your flesh is fed the more, is well taken care of the more, it becomes stronger than your spirit and gives information to your soul, which is your center of intellect, will, and emotion. And your soul, in response to the information gotten from the body, leads to an action or a reaction that culminates to what you experience in life. But when your spirit is more fed and developed more, it becomes more powerful than your body. The same spirit gives information to your soul that leads to an action or a reaction and that affects what happens to you in the world. It means that when you walk more in the spirit, you are likely going to live a life of possibility. But when you live more in the flesh, you are going to be limited because your flesh is limited. Praise the Lord. Believing God is not something that you and I can create as an image in our mind. You can't try to believe God. You cannot try to believe God because believing God is the work of the Holy Ghost is an impartation of the Holy Ghost on your subconscious mind to have faith that whatever you conceive, you are going to give back to them. In the book of Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, Jesus made a statement. Mark chapter 9, I'll read, all right, if you are there, shout hallelujah. Verse 23, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you can believe, it means if you can only believe, nothing will be too hard for you to do. Nothing will be too hard for you to accomplish. And in Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, very interestingly, Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says, from verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise be left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said. As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. 
Do you know that all that concerns your life was already sorted out before you came into this world? Everything that has to do with your life, the greatness that God has ordained for you is not going to be an afterthought. It's not going to be a decision God is going to be taking at this moment. As far as God is concerned, he has concluded and sealed whatever has to do with the glory of your destiny. He said to Jeremiah and Jeremiah chapter 1, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were brought forth, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. It means that whatever has to do with the glory of our destiny, as far as God is concerned, is a done deal. But for us to walk in this reality, there's a need for us to believe God. There's a need for us to believe. Because if you don't believe, you are making God impotent. As powerful as God is, the God of all possibilities, you can suddenly realize that over lives of men, God can look like an impotent God. Because until you activate God by your belief, God does not manifest his power on your behalf. Amen. God does not manifest his power on your behalf. You activate God by your belief. By your conviction that God can do all things. Praise the name of the Lord. That God can do all things. You know, during the course of the Bible study, we were having a discussion. And I, and I asked those who were around the question. I said, is it possible for you to have houses in every important cities all over the world? In America, in Europe, in Asia, they say yes. Is it possible to have a shipping line where you have like four or five ships on the, on the IC? Say yes. Is it possible for you to have a gold mine? They say yes. Is it possible to do this? They say yes. But now I ask a question. How many of you have said you are going to have one of such? Now, that's an issue. It is possible to have shipping line. Have you ever at one time or the other in the journey of your destiny stand and say, I'm going to have a shipping line? I'm going to have an hairline. I'm going to have a gold field. I'm going to have this. Now, the reason why you have not said you are going to have those things is because there's a logic part of you that says, How will you be able to have it? Have you realized what it requires to have? Just one sheep. So you look at your salary. You look at your earnings. You look at the opportunities around you. And you say to yourself, you better don't deceive yourself. Cut your coat according to your clothes. Not your size now. Because there are some years you buy that you will not be able to do what you want to do. So you cut it. Instead of doing Agbada, you do Buba and Shokoto. Praise God. You don't want to have a conception. Look at it. He said you are going to conceive. Whatever will happen in your life must first begin with a conception. If you have not conceived and confessed it, excuse me, it can never come to reality. A woman that is not pregnant is not going to be waiting for delivery. What you are not pregnant of, you can never give birth to. What have you conceived? 
But when you look at it, we've only conceived what our mind can comprehend. The moment you conceive what your mind can comprehend, being fueled by your flesh, you are going to end up conceiving mediocrity. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Started looking at Nigeria and, and I started looking at what some of the things that have happened all around us has done to our mindset. The serious one, I'm praying myself out of it. And I'm sure all of us will come out of it. Growing up as a young boy, my parents don't talk about Tokumbo. They buy brand new cars. I've grown up in, a, in an environment where the husband bought a Peugeot uh, wagon and the wife bought a Corolla the same day, brand new. It was a normal thing. That was our father's. Now, someone who doesn't have money for Tokumbo, who doesn't have money for new, when he's conceiving a car in his mind, in his mind of mind, he will never walk to where they sell, he's selling a brand new car. He's going on car window shopping, you know, not that he wants to go and buy. He won't go to Elisa, they won't go to Coscaris to go and say how much. The money for brand new is not there. The money for Tokumbo is not there. He just wants to have an idea. He will willingly go to where they sell Tokumbo. Because in his mind of mind, it is easier to get money for Tokumbo than to get money for brand new car. But do you know if you conceive a brand new car, a day is going to come, you are going to drive it. Because it is what you conceive that you birth. You can't conceive a child and give birth to a triplet. Our conception is as a result of the information we have had over the years about the system of life. I had to deliver myself from bend down ministry because I will never go to where they sell a new shoe. I, have no, I don't even have an idea how much they sell it. I just go to bend down because I see multitude there. You see, when there are multitude, it's very, very easy to assess. But places you see few people go to, you look at it, it seems as if it's for a certain class. Excuse me, who put you in the class you belong? Nobody, you do. Any class you find yourself in life. Oh, you said to me, it's because I don't have money, so I have to put myself in the middle class or in the low class. Excuse me, you are getting it wrong. Money does not place you in classes. Your mindset puts you in classes. Because if you don't have money in your pocket, you don't have money in your account, if you don't tell anybody, nobody knows. So who put you there? Your mindset, your spirit is not allowed to operate in the realms of God. And do you know that is who you are? You are a God. Because dogs give birth to dogs. God gives birth to God. And I can assure you, God can never give birth to something or someone less than himself. If God gave birth to you, the DNA of God flows in your system. You are a genius because there is a gene of God in you. That is who you are. Look at it in John chapter 10. Do you remember we're talking about walking the realm of possibility? In John chapter 10, Jesus, having done great works, only made a statement and it triggered so many contention among the Pharisees. John chapter 10. If there's any story of the Bible that excites me so much is this particular story. John chapter 10, Jesus made a statement. Verse 30. I and my father are one. That was the statement he made. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them. Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, 
For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods. If we call them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. See you of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent to the world, thou blasphemy, because I said, I am the Son of God. The scripture cannot be broken. That's a very sensitive statement. I have said, ye are gods, and the scripture cannot be broken. It means, whether you know it, or you don't know it, you are a God. So if you know it, it's better for you so that you'll be able to enjoy the benefit therein. But if you don't know it, so sad because you are going to live like men and die like one of them. In Psalm 82, which was the scripture that Jesus quoted. Psalm 82. Psalm 82 from verse 5. Look at it, it says, they know not. Somebody said they know not. Neither do they understand. Say, do they understand? They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Why will they die like men and fall like one of the princes? Why? Because they know not. It means there is nothing that you conceive in this world that is not possible. That is not possible. But how do you allow your spirit to soar? You can't fake it. You can't try to fake it. I'm trying to fake it. I'm going to have it. There are enough restrictions all around. Your educational exposure is one. The color of your skin is one. The continent you came out from is one. Your family background is one. Your intelligent quotient is one. There are so many factors that tells you and I that see, there's a limit to how far you can go in life. But hear me, sir. There is no limit for a man of the spirit because the wind blows where it listed. You hear the sound thereof. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going to. So is a man that is born of the spirit. I can be limited in the flesh, but I'm unlimited in the spirit. In my flesh, it might look impossible. Look at that young lady, Mary. She said, I've never known a man. I'm a virgin. How can these things happen? And look at what the angel said. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Most High, shall overshadow you. It means that when the power of God comes upon you, immortality is being, swall mortality is being swallowed up by immortality. Impossibility naturally becomes possible. When the power is about the power of God, it's about the power of God. So many of us are beneficiary of the great works being done in the redeemed Christian church of God today. At the onset, many of those words that have been spoken by our Father and the Lord to the church leadership is like this man is a daydreamer. How will all of these things possible? And it's, it's fine now because there are funds to play around with. But in those days that they have to trust God for 100 naira. And the man is dreaming of 100,000 naira then you must realize that beyond what is seen, there are things he is seen. There are things you have to see. 
Because if you cannot see into the spiritual, you can never do the impossible. In the physical, I'm here. I heard the story of a man from his mouth. I shared it with us on Wednesday. But for the sake of those who are not in the Bible study, this young man, when he was to relocate to Canada, somebody prophesied to him, even before he traveled out, I saw him walking on salt. You know, and he told him, when you get to where you are going to be walking on salt, whatever comes to your mind, do it. God is with you. And years after, he found himself in Canada, and it was during the, uh, the winter, and there was snow all around. He said he was just walking, and he just remembered what this person told him, that you're going to be walking. Oh, it was snow. The woman was saying that he thought it was salt. And quickly, he connected to what the woman said. What did the woman tell? He said, whatever comes to your mind, do it. Now, he was in a place he was told that before you can apply for your, for your document to be, have a stay or to become a citizen, you have to spend four years, minimum. And he got there the first month. He had God say to him in his subconscious mind, you can go and apply. So they said four years, but he decided to apply. He applied the second month. And he got his document the second month. Others who have been there for four years when they had, they were coming to him to teach them how he put his papers in place. It is not about how he put his paper in place. It's about the spirit that followed the paper to the place to be approved. It's about the consciousness. It's about the consciousness. And that is why, brethren, we need to talk to ourselves about who we feed the most. In the journey of life, who do you feed the most? I've tried to look, do a little survey of ourselves. We give our body the best clothes as much as we can afford. We feed our body with the best food as much as we can afford. Put the best colon on our body as much as we can afford. Nice shoes, nice cars, nice houses. We try to clean ourselves, give our body the best. But do you know the part of us that we invest most on? is the part of us that limits us most. How much of investment have you made on your spirit in the last four months? How much of time have you created for the fellowship to ensure between your spirit and the spirit of God? Because you see, the strength of your spirit is directly proportional to how much of fellowship your spirit fellowships with God. Connected your spirit is to God. We buy all manner of books. How many of us have consciously walked to a bookshop to buy books that feeds our spirit? That develops our faith. That develops our sensitivity to God. Because, sir, it is the power of the most high that overshadows a man. That same power was going to come on. You know why he decided that Zacharias will still have John? If not because John had already been concluded upon by God to be the forerunner of Jesus, Zachariah will have died barren. And the angel looked at the only way we can keep this man from using his mouth to frustrate the purpose of God is for him to become dumb and not be able to speak. So, meaning that believing him is being made real by the word that comes out of your mouth. So also doubt. I don't have money is a function of your conviction about your financial status. Jokingly, some people are so used to I don't have money. 50,000 I don't have. 5,000 I don't have. 500 I don't have. 50 naira. It is later they will not say it's 50 naira. You ask, okay, because you will have said I don't have before you know it's 50 naira. Because you are used to I don't have. It has been recorded. Most of our action is a function of what has been recorded in our subconscious mind. The power of God. God 
us to feed our spirit faith. Holy Spirit's work is to convict us. In John chapter 16, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will convict the world of their sin, but it will convict us of our righteousness. It means of our right standing with God. When you know you have a right standing with God, and there's a conviction in your heart, there's nothing you conceive that you will not take the steps to carry it out. I saw a revelation years ago, and that has influenced so many of the decisions I take. I saw two legs. At that point, I was to take a very wonderful decision. And I was praying, asking God to help me. And God was going to help me by showing me a revelation. I saw a leg that looks like my leg. But one round, not two, one. And by the side was another leg. Very big. In fact, I tried to look at the owner of the leg. But it was so high and so tall that I couldn't even see the waist. So I assumed that it could have been the leg of God. The two legs were standing side by side for as long as, I don't know, a long time. I was just looking at it. And all of a sudden in that revelation, I saw the small leg that's my own take a step. You know, the only, see how far my leg can take is as a result of how long it is. If it's your own, it might not be as long as my own. But height of my leg determines the step I take. So I took my step. But as soon as I landed, my leg that I took naturally or supernaturally now, propel the leg of God, which I assume because of the bigness and the height of it to be the leg of God. As I landed, he carried this leg of God and he took it. And he was not going to land on my side. He landed as long as he can take. He went forward. And as soon as he landed, automatically he took my leg. And God said to me, for as long as you cannot take the first step, I will not take the second one. And I realized that until you learn to take the first step, God won't take the next step. We are waiting for God to take the first step, and we will take the next step. It doesn't work that way. Because the first step you take is a function of your conviction of the capacity of God. God delights in those that pleases him by faith. But look at so many of the decisions we've taken. So many of us will have been living in our houses by now, but we are waiting for when the money will be enough. Ecclesiastes 11, as I begin to round up. Ecclesiastes 11, from verse 1. Ecclesiastes 11, from verse 1. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall towards the south, or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regarded the cloud shall not reap. As thou knowest not, what is the way of the spirit? Nor how the bones grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh. Oh, don't wait for conducive atmosphere. Make the atmosphere conducive by yourself. Walking in the realm of possibility. There will always be situation to tell you it's not the right time. And listen to me. The Bible says if you wait for the right time, you will wait for eternity. There are so many brothers that are waiting for a conducive time to get married. Excuse me. What makes you feel that it is not your marriage that will make the situation conducive? 
What makes you feel so? Praise God. Because some of us, that was the journey of our lives. I remember the time God told me to go get married. It was an insane decision to take. Because at that time, I was a welfare candidate of the church. You know what a welfare candidate is? When you come to church, you'll be looking at the face of the pastor. Pastor, I'm still around. And the man you say you are still around, he knows what you are saying. There's no transport to go home. Yeah. That was the situation. In the midst of that, I said, go, God said, go and marry. I said, what? He said, go and marry. I said, Father, Lord, are you sure you are the one talking? All the devil so that I know which one to rebuke. I was a squatter with a friend in a 10 by 11 room. I didn't have bed, but trust, I did not have. I, was, I managed to buy a rug with foam under, with table and chair. During the morning, I sit on executive chair by faith. As the MD, CEO of a company that doesn't have 1,000 to trade. So when I wake up, I begin to write business policies. The policies of the company, I begin to write, you know, no money. In the night, I turn the office to bedroom. And God said, go and marry. And thank God I spoke to my wife who was about finishing school. I said, God said, we should go and marry. I said, okay. I said, what did you say? I said, God has spoken. Thank God she was able to hear from God. And when it was time to go and get married. In fact, I prayed up prayer that, Father, don't let anybody ask me, do you have a house? Don't let anybody ask me, do you have, a, do you have anything? When I went to my father-in-law, I was so spiritual that the man said, if it is God, I will follow you. Because I went to the man with two weeks' mandate. Two weeks. I told him we are getting married in two weeks. He said, eh? I said, yes, God has spoken. He said, eh, but I'm not ready for it. And I said, don't worry, God is in control. Me that was talking, I borrowed money to transfer myself to him. Real life situation, she's here. When I went to meet my wife's auntie, they were, they were dentists, professor of dentistry, the husband... And I was speaking, I was in the spirit. Thank God they're also in the spirit. The only thing is like, well, you can see you have a call of God. Well, if God has spoken, they never made a mistake. Do you have money? Nobody asked me. Because I carry my spirituality to them. Praise God. Hallelujah. And on the day of the, I put it on a Thursday. Because I knew people would go to work. And I called a friend, do you have a sky blue suit? He said, yes. You have white shirt? Yes. You have blue ties? Yes. Wear it and bring yourself. Come and be my best man. I did not ask anybody the question. I carried myself to the place. I saw cake. Hmm? We caught. In the name. Are we up to 25? And my wife's auntie said, no, 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 no. I think that was when they came to them. They said, ah, this guy is just smarting us. He just carried this guy just like that. And they said, no, 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 no. We won't do it this way. We will do another one. I said, as far as I'm concerned, my heart. The church have handed my wife to me. So they said, we'll do another one. No problem. Do another one. On the do another one, I carried myself to the place. I saw cake. I caught. I saw cow. I did not ask, how did the cow get there? It's where you are started asking questions. I say, oh, you give us money. I sat on the high table. You know, the wife was coming. When your wife is dancing to come and meet you, I have told her, as I come, you see me, nothing in my pocket. Nothing in my pocket. Sincerity. Because God told me, go and marry. He said, if you don't marry, your status will not change. I've been praying for breakthrough. No breakthrough was coming. And when my wife was coming, her uncle gave her money. 
He knew no, she put inside her purse. And I've told her before. So don't try to deceive the sister. Let her know who you are. She was dancing and she just opened the purse and said, there's money there, there's money there. I just put my hand inside, took the money, I started spraying her with the same money. <laughs> At least I spread money now. Whether it's from her purse or not. I spread money. And I carried my wife. Straight to our... I said, where are we going to sleep now? If I asked her, I said, if your mother wants to visit her, I said, she will not come. We will not allow her to come. I went to my father's house to carry my mattress there. I'm not lying to you. I put it on the floor. But my friend's landlady looked at me that this guy must be a very stupid guy. Because that must have been the mind if you could come and meet me. A man that just got married, you know, I said, the daughter in the copper is always dirty. Make sure you and your wife cleans it. When you have, a, you have children who can be doing that, didn't go to meet my friend. So like, you did not pay for house rent. You came to marry a man who paid for house rent does not even have a wife. You carry a wife and you put inside the house. But I smiled because I was obeying God. I took that step of faith. It was a step of faith that I realized later was the best step I can ever take. Because shortly after that, somebody, I've shared it, somebody I did not know, a young boy of less than 20 said, God sent me to you. Before God sent him, my faith was so strong, I took my wife one day, I said, let's go and do car window shopping. I said, what? I said, window shopping. If us and our wife goes to ask for where they are selling cars, they will not say you don't have money. So we went, we were entering one car after the other. I said, sit down, let me see how it looks on you. The owner of the car was following us. He didn't know that this man doesn't have anything, buying no day in my pocket. Sit down, check this car. My wife said, this one's okay. I said, no, let me sit. I said, I'm taller than you, it's not comfortable for me. The man followed us around, and when we are done, he said, we are coming back. Uh -uh. Don't you do window shopping? My wife looked at me inside the taxi when we were going home. He's just laughed. I said, Leave the matter. I expected money to come. First week, money no come. One month, no money. I said, Father, I have acted by faith. It was a boy of less than 20 years of age who was never a member of the church who came and said, God told me to give you a car. I looked at him from head to toe. I suspected him. Because a boy that me self, under-level student. I don't know, I said, this guy, I suspect him. He said, give me your number, I collected my number. Two or three weeks after I called, we were in a bus. He said, where are you? I said, I'm inside, I'm not in town. He said, who is speaking? He said, me. I don't know you. And the one who told you that God said I should give you a car, I said, oh, fantastic. So, what's up? He said, I'm in front of the church with the car. Ah. He said, but I'm not in town. He said, okay. He called again. He said, I can't take this car. Don't you have any friend? That I can give this car to. She had a testimony last week, Sunday. And as soon as I called the friend, I said, whatever they give you, just go and collect it. Don't ask questions. He met the boy, the uncle and the mother. They said, we just want to be sure. This boy, the father just bought this car. He said, God told him to give somebody. And the guy brought a Mercedes Benz 190. I told my wife when I was getting married to her. I said, we married by faith. You will never be pregnant and be walking under the sun. I told her. Even though I didn't know where the car would come. And to the glory of God, my first, my, I, I was inside Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> Praise God. I was driving Mercedes-Benz home. I was happy one side, I was sad the other side. Why was I happy? Now I have a car. Why was that side? Who will buy petrol? But just two weeks after, someone had just ministered to my wife's friend's husband. He couldn't sleep. I said, what do you need? What do you need? What do? He kept disturbing. My, his wife could not sleep. Came. I said, I don't know what is wrong with my husband. What? I said, he should give his life to Christ. He asked me, he said, what do you need? 
I have been writing feasibility study by faith. So I was not struggling to tell him how much I needed. I said I needed two million. So I said your feasibility study. That week he sent two million. I said, eh? And eventually two million plus, almost 21 million was sent. And that changed the story from there. If I was never married and I had that car and that money, I would mistake the sister. Mm -hmm. Some of you, you want to have big money. When the big money comes, the caliber of the sister you want must look like the money. So which sister will fit my car? You'll be looking at the package for getting the content. But a woman that can follow you when you don't have when you have legged like this if you have a Rolls Royce and she sits inside, you shouldn't feel com comfortable. Brothers, sisters, what has he said to you? If you are waiting for conducive situation, it can't happen. The question I always ask people, what is your destiny? Do you have a mediocre destiny or you have a glorious destiny? If you know your destiny is glorious, take any step anyhow. If you know that your tomorrow is colorful, excuse me, you are the one that will use the crayon to color it. You want God to color it for you, you are waiting, you wait in eternity. Carry crayon! My destiny is colorful. and begin to decorate it. And as you begin to color it, the Almighty God will take you and say, you don't know how to color very well. I will color it for you. But if you don't take the color and start the coloring, God cannot hold your hand and color it perfectly well. Rise up on your feet. This morning, our greatest contention should be against unbelief. If you can just believe, we laid the foundation of our first house in 2011 with 15,000 naira. I gave an honorarium to the pastor, PICP, who came to pray 5,000, he made 10,000. My wife said, how many years are you going to build a house with 15,000? When landlord has said we should pack out of the house in three months. I enter into the speedy quickly. If you don't know how to enter into the spirit, you are in trouble. I switched it to the spirit. I said, thus said the Lord. In two days, Jesus was in the grave. On the third day, he resurrected from the dead. I said, what's the relationship with Jesus? Resurrected and we building out. I said, one day shall be one month. Two days shall be two months. Three days shall be three months. For in the first day, which is the fourth month, we will raise the foundation. And in the third month, which is the third day, we will complete the house. Share the spirit of the Lord. And my wife said, amen. That was all I needed. The second day, let's go. He said, eh? Are you serious? I said, I'm serious. You said they may yes, I was prophesying. And we started the foundation. As soon as we laid our hands on the foundation, the money began to flow until we completed it. You are waiting for you to have enough money to start that project. You can, as the money is building up, a need will come and reduce it. You build it up to one million, it goes back to 500. See, and there was targeting five million. So we'll be going up and down till you are 50 years. But when you start, the windows of heaven will open. Take your small leg, step, and God will take his bigger step. Don't wait any longer. What is that thing you have conceived? Start anyhow. The journey of a thousand kilometers begins with a step. Take that first step and see whether God will not push you further. Lift up your voice and say, Father, thank you because you are the God of all possibilities. Can we lift up our voice and thank him? Thank him because he's a God of all possibilities. Father, Lord, we give you the praise, we give you the glory. You are the God of all flesh. 
Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible for you. Malebrarito zakatoya labaoska. Rabagada kozata brana garabash. Rade katoza la brana banabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanabanab
every information that incapacitates. Because information can either empower you or disempower you. Hear me, sir. The information you listen to determines whether you will be deformed or you will be transformed. But hear me, sir. All around us, open the TV, move to channels, go to CNN, go to all the TV stations. All the stories day in, day out are stories that makes people say, ah, ah. Meaning that impossibility is everywhere. Only those who look elsewhere work in the realm of possibility. You have to look away from those things. Every information that deforms, every information that incapacitates, register in my subconsciousness. Holy Ghost, purge them this morning. Purge me of them this morning. Lord, visit my mind. Visit my heart. Visit my believism. Visit my thought. Visit my imagination. Refine it by your fire. Refine it by your fire. Refine it by your fire. Refine my thought. Refine my imagination. Watch me of every wrong information. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Three more prayer points quickly. You are here, you are not born again. Before we take the three more. You are here, you are not born again. Sir, it is only with God can all things be possible. The moment you say you have not given your life to Jesus, you want to go through life on your own, excuse me. If you don't follow the way, you'll be, you'll be stranded on transit. Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth. It is when you follow him that you actually travel on the way. Praise God. He will show you the path and will lead you along the way. So you are not born again. You need Jesus in your life. You want to ask him to take over and make every impossibility to become possible. Many of us have been given several names by the situation and circumstances of our lives. It is only him that can change that name and change our destinies for better. Lift up your hand wherever you are. Once the Lord Jesus, I want you to take over the affairs of my life. Break me free from every stronghold of impossibility. There are limitations all around me. I want you to take me above them. Lift up your hand wherever you are. Let us pray. I want to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. If you are raising above your head, let me see your hands up. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the absence of none, we are going to pray this prayer. So that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the Most High will have overshadowed you. And that power will lead you to a divine conception. I prophesy over your life. Today, even today, God will give you divine conception. Hey! Some thoughts will filter into your mind. Of great things. That you just look at it and you smile. Don't say to yourself, I'm daydreaming. Say like Mary, be it unto me according to your word. Because those thoughts, he will just, he will just tell you, it's, it's going to happen. Don't just push it aside. Don't say, I'm daydreaming. You are not daydreaming. God is at work in you. Lift up your voice and say, Father, let the Holy Ghost come upon me afresh. Let your power overshadow me. Let there be conception of greatness. Let's begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come upon me. Let your power overshadow me. Give me divine conception. Give me divine conception.
Give me divine conception, oh God. Give me divine conception, oh God. Conception of greatness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Second to the last prayer point, for with God. But I think there's something that we need to add to that English statement. For Tapere Alexander, Olanrewaju with God. Somebody must be with God for impossibility to become possible. There was no way Jesus would have been conceived without Mary being with God. Somebody must be with God. God can do all things, but God can't do all things without somebody like you and I. God can change the world, don't you think so? But why won't God, why can't God change the world without us? Why did he have to choose us to empower us to change the world? It's because somebody must be with God for impossibility to become possible. I don't know he's going to be with God this morning. That God is going to give the vision of taking over the nations of the earth too. That God is going to give the vision of building tabernacle churches in Saudi Arabia. I don't know whether somebody is going to conceive that vision of building one of the biggest churches in, in Mecca. Say, so I'm going to build church in Mecca. I'm going to build church in Medina. I'm going to build church in Saudi Arabia. I don't know who, but I tell you, if you can be with him, that might seem impossible. But I can assure you, for Tapere, Alexander, Lord, what you with God, nothing shall be impossible. Lift up your voice and mention your name and say, Father, Tapere, Alexander, Lord, what you with you, with you, nothing shall be impossible. Declare it this morning. Declare it this morning. Declare it this morning. Kalaba yada patosa da yada bash. With you, nothing is impossible. With man, this might be impossible. With man, this might be impossible. But with God, with God, with God, all things are possible. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Now, last prayer point. That man in that Mark chapter 9, when Jesus spoke to him, said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. That was a very sincere and genuine prayer. Lord, help my unbelief. It means that when my faith is failing, please be there to upstand me, to lift me up, to support me, to back me up. When I am losing confidence, when my liver fails, Lord, be there to be my strength. Lord, I believe you. Help my unbelief. You must enter into God's rest, oh. 
Anyone that have entered into God's rest, the Bible says he or she had ceased from his own works. It means it's not going to be you struggling. It is God going to carry you. He will just be carrying you. He will just be carrying you from glory to glory. It will be by your effort anymore. It's going to be by the power of the most high God. Lift up ever and say, Father, I believe. I believe your word. I believe your conclusion about my destiny. I believe your word concerning my greatness. I believe your word concerning my healings. I believe your word concerning my prosperity. I believe your word concerning my promotion. I believe your word concerning my marriage. I believe your word concerning my conception. Help down my unbelief. Talk to him. Lord, help our unbelief. Lord, help our unbelief. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and begin to give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your name forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Ha, ah, Lord God. You have made the heaven and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched hand. There is nothing that is too hard for you. You are the one who says it and it comes to pass. When you created the heavens and the earth in the beginning and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, your spirit moved upon the face of the waters. You never spoke about what you saw. You spoke about what you wanted to see. You said, let there be light. Over every single life represented in this place this morning, whatever has been posing themselves as a challenge to their faith, whatever is looking as though it cannot come to pass, whatever chapter of their life they have closed because of the consciousness of impossibility. Father Lord, we decree this morning by the power of your spirit, let them become possible in the name of Jesus. Every power of logic binding us, limiting us, keeping us in the realm of impossibility. Today, in the name of Jesus, we break the stronghold of logic in the name of Jesus. We know with you nothing shall be impossible. We don't want to remain deaf and dumb through life. Father Lord, like Mary, we decree by the power of your spirit, be unto us according to your word. In the name of Jesus, let your promises that are yea and amen in Christ Jesus find an expression in our lives in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, impress upon us possibility mindsets. Express through our lives possibility lifestyle. Let your name be glorified in our situation. Thank you for that project is done. 
Thank you for as many that will take that bold step of faith. They will see you in action. They will testify of your involvement. Your name alone shall be glorified. Blessed be your name forevermore. In Jesus' unfailing name, we pray. Are there possibilitarians in the house? Are there possibilitarians in the house? Jump on your feet. Shout hallelujah.